Now, the New Zealand steel deal is being defended by none other than our business desk contributor, Patrick Smalley. It's going to cost us taxpayers $140 million to subsidise an electric furnace and help cut emissions. Hi, Patrick. Hi. Go on then. Why do you like it? I wouldn't say I like it. I mean, it is corporate welfare at one level. Yeah. But if you think about the fact that we're spending somewhere between three and $400 million to help people buy uh, Teslas and uh, Nissan Leafs for a much, much, much smaller mm-hmm. gain in emissions reductions at a much higher cost, then $140 million spent to get rid of 1%. I mean, people can say, oh, 1% doesn't sound like very much. It's a huge amount. It's a huge amount. In it, one yeah, fell swoop. And absolutely. it's And it's, it's very cheap and it needs to happen. And, and you reckon, so value for money, it works out value quite well. Value for money. And the other thing that's, that it doesn't do, which the government has been doing very disappointingly all year, is it doesn't undermine the emissions trading scheme. So the, the government's actions this year have basically collapsed the price of carbon. Yeah. Now, for those people who think that this is all just a big boondoggle and a complete waste of time, that's fine. But if, if you've signed up to the Paris Accord, if you think climate change is something that's got to be dealt with in the world... Uh, and you want something to happen about it, one of the ways to induce, induce a response is to make things which create climate change emissions mm. more expensive. Yeah. And so, so collapsing the, the price of carbon is a ridiculous way so to go how about does it having not, an ETS. How does it not undermine the ETS then? Because So will you imagine if, if the uh, New Zealand steel thing works, they take 800,000 tonnes of carbon annually out of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh that 800,000 tonnes at the moment is given free to New Zealand Steel by the New Zealand government from the emissions trading scheme in New Zealand units. Yep. On the day that that furnace starts, those 800,000 tonnes will come out of the emissions trading scheme and uh, not be available for everybody else to bid on and therefore bid down the price of carbon. So rather than putting more in, you're taking them out? You t- you're taking yep. them out. You're basically equalising it. So it, so uh, it, has a, it has a carbon impact. It, un- it underpins the emissions trading scheme in the way that it's supposed to work. Uh, you know, I think you can make the argument that um, even though New Zealand Steel is saying, no, we wouldn't have left, and, and the New Zealand Steel mill has been pretty profitable for the last two or three years, yep. these things swing around a hell of a lot. And if I was a politician, I would say, we've basically locked these guys in now for probably another 20 years. That's 1,400 high-paid jobs at Glenbrook, uh, which all of which New Zealand needs. I think, I think if you think of the argument about, the um, say, the closure of the refinery earlier yep. in the year, the fear that New Zealand ends up being deindustrialized. Uh, which is a real fear, then this actually is quite a big move in that direction as well. It is good within the system that we're operating, right? In the context of the ETS and in the context of what we're trying to do in New Zealand, it's good. But in the context of the world, doesn't what is happening offshore make a mockery of what we're doing? Because they go over to Australia, chuck a billion dollars into a coal furnace for the next 20 years. The the climate doesn't care whether where the emissions reductions occur. That's exactly occur. right. So so, yeah, so the, climate change because they because we're making them run the electricity, which is great for the climate. But they've just gone over. They're just going to fire up some coal, and that's going to hit us anyway. So, so it's utterly pointless. Well, well, no, it's not because you've just taken you've just done a reduction in New Zealand. But they just you're, put some you're more effectively in. arguing that nobody should do anything. That's 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 a, no. What I'm that's argu- what we've been doing for the last thirty or yeah, forty but, years. What, what? Well, yes, I guess I am. What I'm arguing is, unless the big guys are doing something, we're just wasting our money. Well, these big guys are doing something in New Zealand, and I think if you looked at Australia in the round, you would find that there's an enormous shift away from gas and coal. Uh, you know, in, I would say in ten to fifteen years' time. 
we will be competing with Australia for green hydrogen. And we've, you know, there's a lot of big talk over here about green hydrogen being made from, elect- from hydroelectricity. Once Australia has carpeted large chunks of its own deserts in solar, which is what they're going to do, they will be a renewable energy powerhouse of the kind that New Zealand can't even hope to be. This is a transition. This so we're getting transition. ahead. Well, we're, do- we're doing our little bit. You know, I know people say, oh, we're only 0.1%, 7%, blah, blah, blah. Well, everybody, every small country is only blah, blah, blah. So, you know, if you don't think climate change is real, then obviously you're going to think it's a waste of time. I if do think it's real. I still think it's a waste of time. Well, I don't agree because if, if you're going to do, <laughs> if you're going to, what I think is a waste of time is to have a climate change policy which doesn't re- uh, create any reductions. This at least creates reductions at a pretty good price. Yeah. All right. Well, fair, fair argument. Thank you for that, Patrick. Really appreciate it. Patrick Smelly of Business Desk. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.